Well, uh, Troy, thanks so much for jumping on a call with me. Uh, happy book day. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. So this is the big release day, which I didn't realize I'd get to talk to you on release day. Uh, how's it going today? Um, it's going pretty well. I mean, most of my work has been long done before um, release day. So I just kind of sit down and, you know, post a couple of things on social media and reminding people that uh, the book is out today <clears throat> and uh, we'll sit back and wait for the reactions. I guess we should start with uh, give us sort of the pitch behind uh, the book Halo Divine Wind. Well, basically, it grew out of uh, Shadows of Reach. When um, I was writing Shadows, we were working very closely because there's a lot of stuff that um, impacts or kind of derives from Infinite. So as I was writing it, about every 100 pages, we would have a little conference or every two weeks. Actually, it was not every 100 pages. It was about every two weeks. We'd have a conference, and I'd you know shoot them some of what I was doing so they could look at it and say, yeah, this is working, or this might cause a problem with infinite, or you know, don't do this. <laughs> uh, and one of those things I did, I there was a scene early on when Caster is having a meeting, and I had originally just had a human pop in to do something and uh, to deliver something for him. And I mentioned to three four three that my mind that human was one of the ferrets uh, that was undercover with the keepers. And they liked the idea so much that we developed in, into a, um, a whole subplot um, that the, the ferrets would be there. And then we decided we had a different fate in mind for Caster at, at the end of um, Shadows. But we decided that it would be a lot more fun to send him, to actually send him to go on to the Ark. And that's how this this story came, arose, is that, yeah, that... Uh, Caster is going to the Ark to um, begin, the, you know, to fulfill his dream of commencing the great journey and, and uh, firing the Halo Array. And uh, Veda and uh, the ferrets who have been spying on him for a couple of years now realize that they have to go too because they're the only ones in a position to stop him. Hmm. So kind of a desperate undercover mission. Definitely makes for uh, great reading and, and great fiction. Uh, how long have you kind of had a hand in the sort of extended Halo universe now? How long has it been? Oh, boy. I'll have to go back and look at the first book. <laughs> I'm terrible at, de at uh, dates. But Last Light was my first book, and it was published in 2015. Okay. Yeah, yeah 2015. So I've been working with them. From about a year before that, so it would be 2014. So we're closing in on a decade here, which is uh, very cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. I'd love to know a little bit about this process, because I know you have a lot of people to coordinate with, and I'm curious how that kind of looks for you. Well, first, let me say that it's everybody assumes that having so many people working working with so many people actually is is kind of a hassle but it but it, it isn't actually because everybody brings something different to the to the table and um it just improves it each person that contributes ends up improving the uh the the product so basically the way it works simon and schuster gallery will license um, buy, uh, get a licensing agreement with 
343 for the Halo franchise. And in that, you know, they agree to publish a certain number of books. And then they go and they find an, a writer to write the books that they want to publish. And so they approached me. I happened to be um, sitting in Seattle with some old buddies from TSR one day, and one of them had said he was interested in writing Halo books, but it, um, he'd been talk- somebody had talked to him about writing some Halo books, but he couldn't do it because of uh, the uh, conflict of interest agreements that he had at that time. So I, when I when I heard him say that, I said, "Oh, Halo! Wow, that's really great. That that would be fun." And so he told the editor that um, you know I liked Halo, and at that time I was kind of familiar with certain elements of the lore, but mm-hmm. I hadn't. I'm not really a video game player. I'm more of a reader. Um, so I'd read a few Halo books and enjoyed them. But uh, when the editor heard that I was interested in doing it, he got in touch with me and and said, "Okay." Um, we want you to do a Halo book. <laughs> and uh, we had a phone conference um, with him and some guys from 343 in which they said, okay, what do you want to do? And I said, my, my dad was um, was uh, had cancer and was dying at the time, and I was kind of sentimental, and he'd been a detective uh, for a lot of time. So I said, well, I th- how about a detective story? And they just immediately, this is the thing I really love about 343 is that if they can say yes, they will. And they said, sure. <laughs> right. You know, send us an outline. So we outlined um, Last Light, in which I introduced Veda Lopez. And uh, and that's how that worked to generate the the initial idea. And after that, you you outline the idea. And the more detail you can outline the idea, the better, because... Um, the plot because that reduces the amount of surprises down the line and uh, makes it just makes it easier for everybody if everybody understands what the plan is you know and we'll go back and it's all write an outline uh, send it in Um, they'll come back and say well let's change some of these things let's fix this that won't work or that's will work or we can do it this way but we can't do it the way you originally outlined it then I'll revise the outline, send it in. There'll usually be a few more comments on it, but at that point, it's a matter of, okay, just make sure you do this, and then I'll start writing. And um, so I write the write the book, the, the manuscript, and it goes into my editor at uh, Gallery, and he'll take a look at it and sometimes say, well, let's make these corrections before we send it on, or he'll just send it on. And then 343 will make a a list of corrections. And usually they'll go through two or three people there. And they'll get together and combine all of their corrections into one set so that that I don't have to guess who I should be listening to. You know, they've Mm -hmm. they've worked all that out in advance. Send it back to my editor, and he um, checks and sees if there's anything he has an issue with. And then it comes back to me, and I revise it. Usually one revision is good, but... um, all through the um, after that point, after I revised it and turned it in, it goes into production where it's being edited, um, copy edited, you know, proofread and all that kind of stuff. And at each stage, at each one of those stages, um, everybody looks at it again, and they'll often it'll often come back with with some minor revisions that I need to make at those stages, and you know, all the way through the second 
I guess I would say that it's not unusual to have some revision requests all the way to the the second proofreading stage. Mm-hmm. So they're not big revision requests. It's you know just by that time you're talking a couple of lines here or there. Um, sure. I guess I'm not sure how many people at three four three read it, but I think it's probably three or four, mm-hmm. and uh, each one of them you know adds. Some of them are really great at at reminding or knowing the the lore and the deep the gaming lore, and pointing that out or saying, "Oh, wow, this connects to this." You could you could push that you know do this and that'll connect. The fans will really love it, um, and that kind of thing is really invaluable. Other um, Ed Mike. Um, editor from uh, gallery is really good at I'll, I'll write the story and I'll think, Oh man, I've, you know, I've explored that character's emotions all the way as far as I can. And inevitably he'll come up with uh, two or three spots where I need to push it further. And uh, he's always right. So it's, it's really great to have such a good team of people working with you. And each one of them brings such a, brings their own unique, talent to the to the project you sort of go well beyond writing at some point on both sides at the game studio level and at your level and it becomes sort of um historian work almost you know keeping the lore like you mentioned i mean that that role has evolved quite a bit and uh it seems fascinating to me it's got to be a lot of fun you know oh it is it is um of course i've been i went to work for tsr produced dungeons and dragons right out of college um, as an editor. So I've been involved in, in game creation, not video game creation, but, but sure. game creation um, for most of my life, for 40 years. And, um, you know, you learn early that when you're working with a, with a shared world, um, that you can't get possessive of it. You know, you have to re- re- remember that this world belongs to everybody. You know, it belongs to all of the people who are working on it, all of the the people who own the copyrights and the fans, you know. So you just have to wrap your mind around you don't get to do what you want to do all the time. You have to do what's best for the world. And um, if you keep that in mind, it's it becomes a really fascinating and, and, and very rich um, process. You know, I, I mean, I love writing stories in, in big universes like this because there's so much more available to it that that I can um, go and look at and borrow and, and move and you know and, and utilize that one person, you know, a writer on his own would never be able to generate all of the material and all of the richness that you get with a with a shared world like this. Well, uh, as we sort of wrap things up, what do you think's on the horizon for you? Do you have it planned or uh, are you waiting to see? Um, well, I have something planned, but I can't really talk about it yet. So Fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, always, yeah, there's always something on the horizon. Uh, you know, I've got a, um, books that I want to write for myself um, if I ever get time. <laughs> yeah. When I retire, that's what I'm going to do is, is write for myself <laughs> instead right. of... Uh, media tie-ins you know but makes but, sense uh, love media tie-ins they're they're just so much fun to do especially when you're with working with uh a good crew you know and, and i've always had the pleasure of working with a good crew 
um, but the people at 343 are, are the best. They just bend over backwards to give you what you need to do what you want um, and to find a way that you can do what you're interested in doing. You're clearly at the top of the game working with the best people. So great work. And uh, it's it's been fun to follow this. Let listeners know where they can sort of check things out. Uh, the book is Halo Divine Wind. It's out today. Uh, where else can we find Troy Denning online? Um, you can find me on Facebook and on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, Twitter, I think my handle is Author. Troy, thank you so much. This has been great. And we'll uh, look forward to the upcoming unannounced projects. All right. Thank you, Todd. Great talking with you.